That song definitely takes me back to a totally new era, one that's very different uh, than the one that we're living in now, specifically if you are a parent of a teenager. How do you deal with screen time? That draw is something that is just so tempting so much of the time. Over 70% of parents with kids under the age of 12 are expressing concern about their kids' screen time, and a majority of parents report fighting with their kids over digital matters. So this can be a real conflict in a lot of families. I'm curious to know how you're dealing with this, if this is something that is an issue that keeps popping up in your household. You can let me know, 780-496-0063. We're talking about it with two guests who co-wrote an article for theconversation.com talking about teens and screens and providing you with hopefully some, some much-needed tried and, t- and true approaches to try to help navigate this family conflict. We have Professor of Developmental Psychology at the Department of Psychology at Queen's University, Dr. Tom Hollenstein. Dr. Hollenstein, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And we also have, joining him, Master's Student at the Development of Development Psychology excuse me, at Queen's University, Katie Faulkner. Katie, thanks for making the time. Hi, thanks for having us. So, Katie, let's just start with you then. What was it that prompted the two of you to really look into this and and want to do a bit more research and write this article? Yeah, so our lab primarily investigates adolescent social and emotional development, and we sort of look at how parents and adolescents are navigating sort of these spaces. So conflict definitely comes up, and in our research, we noticed that screens and phones and video games was definitely a topic of conversation and a pretty heated one at that. So we wanted to explore this more for sure. You know, we've talked on the show too about data that suggests younger generations are on their phone for about six hours a day. Older generations, you're not getting off the hook. Uh, Millennials and above spending about four hours on your phone a day. Uh, So what are we seeing, uh, Dr. Hollenstein, in terms of an increase of screen usage across the board? How big of an issue is this? Well, I mean, uh, in a general level, uh, part of what these screens are doing is they they are um, adding some sort of social and personal function, right? So people are using it to connect to other people or perhaps to do some work and that kind of thing. So there's there's that draw, um, but it's definitely increased. I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know how much beyond 95% we're going to get with uh, with phone use at, the, at this point. So really, it's it's become a ubiquitous or universal way or uh, context in which uh, particularly youth are learning how to navigate their emotions and their social relationships. Katie, how how damaging or or bad are the effects of spending a lot of times on your screen uh, for a teenager, for example? I think the question really lies in how much is too much, which we're still very much navigating and trying to determine. Um, I think it's important for teens to, you know, learn how to be able to regulate and prioritize things like school and sleep should definitely take precedence. And so if your digital experiences are interfering with that, I think that's the question and where it can be harmful and damaging. But it's going to be very unique from, you know, a person-to-person basis, and there's going to be a lot of variability. What are, are some consistencies, if there are any, Dr. Hollenstein, in terms of how how screens can be harmful towards the family dynamic as a whole? What types of conflict are you seeing? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting question. That, that, that We're just actually 
beginning to uh, understand conflict. That one of the things about this area of research-wise is that with things changing so rapidly and it being relatively new, we really don't know all that much. Um, and even uh, some of the things, some of the claims that are made are really. Um, uh, perhaps less robust from a from a scientific perspective. So what we're looking at is taking a long-standing developmental lens on what are the ways and kinds of things that that uh, parents and teens do in in getting into conflict and also resolving that conflict. And so what we're finding is that this so far that the the same principles apply, right? There's there's certainly a need for uh, monitoring and boundaries to be set, limits to be set, um, but also a conversation about how to uh, execute those limits and what are the repercussions. And and those are the kinds of things that I think parents struggle most with because it's not what they had around, as mm-hmm. you know, as you said in your opening, um, you know, you had a flip phone and you could barely do anything with it right. besides call or, or text. And so, so I think that novelty makes it seem like there's something brand new here. Um, and and you know, our our piece in the conversation was basically to say there's a lot of tried and true things that we already know about how. Um, parents and adolescents navigate conflict. Yeah, it's also, I think, uh, something that's difficult to approach because you yourself, more than likely as a parent, are also using a screen and have your phone ready and available. And so it's that kind of leading exactly. by example, but maybe your needs for it are a little bit different than your teenager. So it's it's a tricky road to, to try to walk. You talk a little bit about these different methods, these approaches that parents can take. One of them is one that, Dr. Hollenstein, you were kind of just touching on a little bit there, talking about communication and embracing open communication. Katie, I'm wondering if maybe you can expand on that just a a little bit about how to just open up the door of communication for this. Yeah, so again, like Dr. Hollenstein was saying, uh, we think it's really important to, and this is part of longstanding literature, it's good just to take an interest in what your kids are interested in and what they're engaging with. It's some of the best ways to learn about their world and why they want to engage with certain things. So the same thing applies to digital context or digital experiences. A lot of teens want to be online, um, so understanding what they're engaging with, what platforms are they on, why do they want to be on it, I think are all really important questions that open up the door for these sorts of, like, this sort of communication uh, in a lot of ways, in a way that's judgment-free and that will also, you know, encourage your kid to disclose a bit more information. I um, think some parents will say that it's it's hard to really get a good sense of what your kid is doing because you can talk to them about it, but there are so many different workarounds to, to really not necessarily know what it is that they might might be up to and and doing on their phones or who they might be talking to. So how do you how do you navigate that? So I think that a good way to navigate it um, is again Really, when we talk about development, a lot of the stuff that you're setting the tone for happens at early stages. So setting the tone for communication in all aspects of your life, I think, is really important. Um, I think a certain level of you know, allowing your kid uh, certain responsibilities and setting clear expectations when it comes to digital technology. And, you know, there are certain ways to monitor, but at the end of the day, uh, really establishing trust 
with youth. And that's, again, part of the communication element of it. And, you know, when you're setting these clear expectations, having logical consequences that are agreed upon, and if expectations are violated or your child goes against those rules, uh, following up with them in clear and consistent ways is a good way to sort of establish and navigate the digital space together um, and also facilitate sort of continued communication about those boundaries. Something that I think a lot of parents are, are trying to look for a little bit of help with because obviously this is such a big issue. So uh, we're going to get into some more of these methods, these these tried and true parenting approaches that can help navigate family conflict when it comes to screens. Uh, but we have to take a very short break. So we'll come right back into this conversation. Just stand by. We're talking to Dr. Tom Hollenstein, Professor of Developmental Psychology at the Department of Psychology at Queen's University and Master Student in Development Psychology at Queen's University, Katie Faulkner. Curious to know, Chad Nation, if you're dealing with teens and screens and some conflict that's that it's creating in your household. Let me know. 780-496-0063. We'll be right back with our guests in three minutes. Teens and screens. How do you handle screen time in your household? Talking to two guests, both from the Department of Developmental Psychology at the University of Queens, Dr. Tom Hollenstein and Katie Faulkner. Uh, thank you both for sticking around on hold. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Dr. Hollenstein, let's go to you talking about these seven tried and true parenting approaches uh, that people can take with them and try to navigate conflict around screens. One of them is not telling your kid to abstain from screens, but encouraging some reinforcement. Can you elaborate on on that pillar, what that means? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's uh, rather central. And, you know, there's a, a natural urge to say, well, never. Like, these things are evil. You should never do them. <laughs> um, but but they, they're so central to uh, especially teenagers' social lives, which is a really important developmental uh, connection that they make. And so, so it's really about seeing... Um, the child's desire for this thing as an opportunity for uh, lots of different um, skill and relationship development things. For example, uh, learning self-regulation skills and how to control um, control those impulses in small ways, right? Not in an all or nothing approach. And the other is using um, basic reinforcement uh, techniques of, uh, for example, uh, a, a great idea for things like video gaming, which is often uh, an issue as well, mm-hmm. um, that incrementing the time allowed to video game uh, plus or minus based on behavior through the week, right? That, you know, forgetting to do this thing or hurting the sibling's feelings or whatever, however people want to set it up, that that means 15 minutes less of video games on on the weekend or whatever. Uh, the, so you can link these things up contingently to try and, um, to try and uh, reinforce the kind of uh, uh, controlled behavior, not absent of behavior, but controlled behavior uh, can be really helpful. Katie, another one is kind of what we were talking about before, leading by example. You know, it's hard because I think a lot of parents are also on devices as well. So really, you know, kind of doing that hard work and and leading by example is part of this as well, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we all have our unique relationships with digital devices, and we all engage with them in unique ways. And it's going to be very different for parents versus their children. Um, but really thinking about, you know, what are you modeling? How much time are you dedicating to your screens? And are you able to get to the other things in your life, like spending time with family? Are you, you know, feeling fulfilled at work? And what are you getting out of it? And then, you know, sharing those experiences with your kids. And maybe we're not all perfect by any means. Um, maybe you do struggle in certain domains and your own digital habits, but talking to your kid about those and sharing how you're trying to navigate them also, you know, sort of models that for your kids. I think that's such an important approach, uh, no matter what you're dealing with with kids, is realizing that no one's perfect and you can make a mistake and then yes. just keep, <laughs> keep trying. Uh, guys, thanks so much for making the time to talk about your work and uh, your research. I really appreciate you both weighing in on this. Thank you so much. Yeah, of thank you. Of course. Take care. That's Dr. Tom Hollenstein, Professor of Developmental Psychology at the Department of Psychology at Queen's University, and Katie Faulkner, Master's Student of Developmental Psychology also at Queen's University, talking about tried and true parenting approaches to help navigate teens and screens and any conflict that it might be creating in your household.